Hello and welcome back to the Go To The Local podcast. Uh, we're back in Hampstead, but this time for a special episode. So I'm sure you're aware that usually I ask my guests to pick their favorite pub and then we, we go there and have a chat. Um, but this is the first time that my guest has uh, got a little bit off piste and not selected one, but three favorite pubs. Um, so this means that we're recording this in three different places, which is a, a challenge, let's <laughs> see how it goes. Uh, but it does also mean we get a minimum of three pints, which I'm, I'm totally for, to be honest. So uh, with that, I will introduce this week's guest, James McConaughey. Hi, Hi, thanks for having me. How are you going, buddy? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yes. Very good. Good, good. So where have you brought me, well, the first of three? What's the first of three that we're in? So um, you, you mentioned that we're in Hampstead. The, re- the reason I've chosen Hampstead is where I grew up. So right. um, all the pubs that I've chosen uh, have kind of got a very particular meaning in my life and um, have, have always played a part in it. But I think they also each of the different life stages that we'll talk through kind of relate probably to a lot of other people and how they kind of interact with pubs at different ages. So I thought that was quite appropriate. Yeah. And the pub that we're in today is called the, it's now called the Horseshoe. It used to be called the Three Horseshoes. Um, and it was the first pub that I ever ordered a pint in. Oh wow, a real trip down memory lane. It really is. Okay, so this was, uh, well I won't uh, give away your age, but uh, how old were you at the time when you got <laughs> so, your first pint? I was uh, probably about 16. So we, okay. were, you know, we obviously went to school around the corner. Um, we had, um, you know, a pretty regular trip out into Hampstead on a Friday or a Saturday night. Then and uh, and you know, by the time you get to 16, you you think you're you're old enough to try your luck at a pub. Um, and this was a Weatherspoons at the time. It's, it's okay. now um, a, you know very nice. Oh, so uh, that's why you came here for the, yeah, the cheap prices. Well, the cheap prices, and you you, you also know you're probably going to get a better chance of getting served <laughs> in a Weatherspoons. Um, yeah. So we can, yeah, it was always a, a location for us growing up in uh, in the area, as that's where you kind of went for your first pint. Um, and it was, you know, it was what you'd expect from a Weatherspoons in the in the sort of late nineties. It yeah. was, um, you know, it was it was a it was a proper pub, but it was it was one of these places that you you knew if you came in here on a Saturday night, you would bump into people in the sick form and everyone would have a laugh. And it was it was actually a really good vibe. And I yeah. think it was an important pub in a lot of ways because you start to form friendships and, and relationships for life when you're at that age. When you start to go to the pub, you start to become adults. And I think it's quite a seminal moment, moment yeah, in a lot yeah, of yeah. people's lives. Over the shared love of uh, heavy alcoholism Absolutely. at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it also, you know, makes you realise what you want in life a little bit at that age. When you start to get to know somebody outside of, you know, typically you know somebody in school and that's all you know them, you start to socialise a little bit more at that age with people. Yeah. And so. I think everybody's got, probably got a pub like this, which is, uh, you know, rooted to their to their core around where they first used to go and, and have a drink, and um, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's why it's quite an important place for me. Yeah, for sure. I think um, I'm just thinking of my own first pubs now, and yeah, Weatherspoons again. So I was at school in Lancaster, up in Lancashire, and there was two Weatherspoons actually. Uh, we were blessed with two. Uh, there's one at the top of the hill and one at the bottom. Um, and the, the, the meeting point at the start of every night was one of the two. So it'd be always top, top spoons or bottom spoons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was always the same. You'd have a few strawpedoed reefs to start things off um, and then whatever the cheapest beer on, uh, on tap was at the time. Yeah, I mean, I remember the, the beer they had here was uh, McEwan's. I don't know if they still do McEwan's, but oh, it was wow. probably uh, less than a pound a pint, I imagine, back then. And it was, um, 
But it was a good pub for that, you know, there was yeah. there was a good vibe about it. And, and because of the location of the pub, you know, we, after know, speech days or big events, even parents, parents' evenings when we got a bit older, you know, we'd always come here. You'd sometimes come down here with teachers and we'd have a few drinks. So it was, it was that kind of... with the teachers and have drinks. Absolutely, yeah. It's that kind of progression from, wow. progression from childhood to adulthood. And I, and I think certainly with a certain group of teachers that... Maybe with a sports Hold coaches. On, so you were 16 at this point still? <laughs> this is oh. sounding bad now, isn't it? No, no, no. <laughs> no so names. Who I were think they? We were the, this is more likely when we're getting into the kind of 18-year-old bracket, when you're kind of ready to leave school. Okay. Um, and there was definitely a few trips down here with, with, with teachers, and you'd start to you know, have a few drinks, and, and you'd, you'd kind of realise you're, you're progressing out of you know, that school-age bracket. And, yeah. um, so it, it was an important place for that. I mean, there was some hilarious moments in this place. You know, when you, you can imagine it now, you're looking out over it. It's a good-sized pub. But, yeah. And it would literally be 70, 80 percent, you know, kids from uh, this. The, so, so our school plus a few teachers sort of scattered in, and I'm not sure that the land, land uh, landlord really knew what it hit him. Hit him. <laughs> so he suddenly descended on a quiet Tuesday evening after yeah. speech day. I wonder um, if that's still a thing. I, I I get the sense that teachers taking kids out to the pub to get them drunk will be frowned upon now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. When, yeah. when you say it out loud like that, <laughs> maybe things have moved on a little bit. Um, Post YouTube, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was good, and yeah, there, there was always a couple. I'm sure we all have friends like this that were the, uh, the, the, the on the shorter side, and they were always the ones that never would get served. And, oh, right. and you can see, I mean, the, the windows here kind of open up out onto Hampstead High Street, which is you know, obviously a very well-to-do high street. Yeah. Um, and, and the kind of rules were, if you're outside, you weren't getting served. So there would always be a line of kind of short people. <laughs> leaning into the pub and you'd be sneaking them pints out and they'd just be leaning into the open windows on a uh, summer's day having a few sips and then the, you know the landlord would be down <laughs> chucking them out again amazing so yeah it was, it's, it's a always good a loophole pub. oh definitely yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but now a very different place and I, I yeah. think that the, the it's not a weather spins anymore no, so, so what does it look like now well, it's, a, it's a Camden um, it's the Camden Brewery pub or one yeah. of the Camden Brewery pubs and it's obviously very nicely done. I've eaten here food a number of times. Food's very good. And, and it, it, it's a bit of a microcosm of a pub like this because it, it, it represents the changing face of the pub scene in London. Mm. You know, in the, in the late 90s, all you would find in a pub um, was, was pretty average food and, and Foster's and Cronenberg and, uh, and you know, Weatherspoon's no different or McEwen's in, yeah. in the case we were talking about. And now you've got a you know, craft beer set of sort of 10 um, some very nice wines a great food menu and uh, and that's you know I, I think that frightens some people and threatens some people about the pub scene um, but the pub we'll go to next is, is a very different vibe and a, and a classic old pub um, but I think it's important to embrace the fact that there is going to be an evolution and sure. it, it kind of uh, the, the pub scene in in whichever town or city you're in will mirror what society is or how society is changing and you know the pubs in Hampstead are no different and sometimes that's for the best sometimes yeah people bemoan some of the the treasures that are lost but but let's have a look at the uh, second pub and we'll we'll see how that looks but thank you for bringing me to stop one on the tour okay welcome back we're in pub number two now Jema, where are we so we're in a, a pub called the Hollybush. Um, as uh, as we pointed out on the way out, it's probably one of the most Instagrammable pubs in uh, in London. Yeah, it's also the kind of oldest the oldest pub in Hampstead Village. Um, okay, so, so eight, how how old are we talking? 18th century. It was built apparently. Wow. This is, uh, um, and it's it's one of those pubs that you walk into it and you know it's an old pub. It feels like an old pub. 
yeah. but it's 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 you know it still retained its character. Um, Doorways are quite low, I'd say, which is always a, a telltale sign. Well, it's also freezing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no double glazing. Here. No, no, the, you know the fire is roaring behind us, and it's uh, yeah, it's pretty parky. Um, so. It's, it's, it's a lovely pub this I mean it's one of those places that it is tucked away it's yep. much much talked about uh, on the tourist trail of London people kind of almost have it as a rite of passage to pop to the Hollybush after a long walk on the heath yeah. um, and it is beautiful um, it was recently well not recently oh, it makes me feel very old but probably about five six years ago it was bought by Fuller's yeah. um, before that it, it, was a, it was a freehold pub so um, uh, you know, it's 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 changed a little bit since then. Obviously, uh, you know, the, a big brewery pub brings with it what it brings with it, and yeah. it's lost a little bit of character. Um, but it is still, you know, it does still feel like a bit of a locals pub, and, and I think that's important for a place like Hampstead because there's not many of those left. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're right. So we're recording this on a, a Friday afternoon. There's a nice there's a nice buzz about the place. There's uh, people playing Jenga over there, um, which. It's going to come to hurt us at some point, isn't it, when well, that comes yeah. down? <laughs> Quite possibly. Uh, yeah, precariously uh, balanced already. But yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I think you're right. It does feel like a sort of locals pub. Um, I mean, there's definitely a few tourists around, you can tell. But yeah. that's a nice mix, I think. Uh, and it, probably what you, you're going to get anywhere in Hampstead. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, Hampstead is one of those places that when we were, when I was growing up, you know, 16, 17, 18, it, it, it was still a tourist attraction and still yep. a tourist destination, but nowhere near the level it is now. And, mm. and that, that's definitely changed the dynamic of the place. Yeah. Um, this pub, I mean, on that point, you know, was always the start of our Christmas Eve pub crawl that we used to do around ah, the Ah, right, okay. The infamous uh, pub crawl. <laughs> I suppose um, this is probably the highest point around pub is it yeah so so then you sort of like roll down roll down the hill. hill so this was the yeah. starting point i mean as we got older i must admit this was the first and last pub normally on the pub crawl <laughs> because you sort of feel the, the less of the need to sort of march on after a pint you get right. settled in have a few drinks you've got a table before christmas yeah. is uh they're at a premium aren't they yeah definitely yeah. i mean i think the thing that's beautiful about and you, you, you've witnessed this because you were in London over Christmas this year, the last year but yeah. there's something amazing about London on Christmas Eve you know and most people have left and, got, yeah, and yeah. gone back to their respective kind of um, where they were born and their home places and and actually what's left is, a, is, is probably people that have been brought, born and bred in London or, or that are real proper Londoners and it, it comes with it uh, quite a, a feeling and atmosphere and this pub is is an absolute microcosm of that. You know, you come in and the the, war, the welcoming is incredibly warm. Mm. Um, the fire will be roaring. People will be drink, uh, drinking mulled wine, singing songs, and it's an atmosphere that you don't really get in London. You know, it no, is... it's more of a village Christmas Absolutely. vibe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and as you say, yeah, that's the only time of the year you get that in London. Yeah. And yeah. It's, and so this, you know, this was why I picked this pub as a kind of an evolution from the last pub, which yeah. is one of those places where you first have a drink. Is it's that one of those places where you start to really form those lifelong bonds with people that you, you, you start to do traditional things with them, sure. you know, and, and this pub crawl that we always used to do was one of those things that we did way after we left school, even though it started as a school thing. And, yeah. you know, we only probably, we went on for 10 years and only finished it over the past four or five years as everyone started to move off and have kids, it became harder to do these sorts of things. Yeah. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a lovely pub for that for that reason. And it's it just, it just brings a lot of warmth with it and, and a lot of good, happy memories. I mean, I remember doing some of those pub crawls and we'd walk home and I'll get the tube home and manage to get a whole tube carriage singing kind of Christmas carols on the way back and you know on a, on a, on a sort of any normal Friday afternoon or evening you'd never expect that but, but on a Christmas Eve in London you can get that sort of reaction which is, yeah. which is nice. Nice one yeah. Did, did they do food here or is it? Is they it do. Just, 
Yeah, they do. Food, it, it's kind of full as full as menu, so pretty pub, standard mm. pub fare, pies, uh, roasts, that sort of thing. Right. Um, I mean, to be honest, even you know, before Fuller's took over, the food was the food was what the food was like at a pub like this. You know, yeah. it's good solid, good solid pub grub. Uh, you're not going to go wrong in it, but it's 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 certainly not gastro. Um, no, it, it feels like a drinker's place. I mean, there's there's yeah. no food around here, although it's still quite early in the evening. Yeah, um, I mean, a telltale sign of a pub that's a drinker's pub is people sitting at the bar, and you know that's their stool. Yeah, um, and, and they're not moving. <laughs> there's definitely people uh, people like that in this establishment. Mm. So it's all been very positive so far, um, but I know for a fact, uh, occasionally you can be a man that uh, is, is not shy of complaining when, when complaints need to be made. So uh, in that vein, would you like to tell me some of your pub pet peeves? A new feature to go to the local podcast. Yeah, um, what do you not like about pubs? There, there's it's not all good. No, no, there's plenty of those. I mean, I think my point earlier about somebody sitting up at the bar is a, is a huge one for me. Um, now, yeah. look, when it's I, quiet, that's I, fine. Yeah, like I understand a village pub, there's nobody in it. You know, somebody's going to stand at the bar and pop up the bar and have a drink there. Yeah. If a pub is busy, you need to move away from the bar sign. <laughs> like, it's just, just not acceptable. Um, you know, people are there to drink. They are not there to, uh, to try and squeeze past you as you loudly chat about how great you are, which is normally what I find people that stand at the bar yeah. are like. Um, Braying city arseholes, oh, yeah. usually. So, yeah. so that's a massive one for me. Um, I think the other thing. I mean, I get it. It's nice to have your spot, and then I don't know—is it stubbornness? Because it's it's not a comfortable thing when you're hemmed in by hordes of people trying to get their their drinks. It can't be pleasant, and, and particularly when you have people like me that will make it make a point <laughs> of deliberately standing in between people that are chatting to order a drink <laughs> if they're going to stand at my bar. So uh, that's an issue for me. Um, <laughs> others others include. Um, I mean, we, I, I, one of your previous podcasts that I that I heard about, I think it was Tom Hickox was talking about it. Pool tables. I mean, why would you have a pool table in a pub? If you want a pool table, you go to a snooker room. Personally, mm, I, mean, I understand I, that's controversial, but it is in my eyes. Uh, I, I was brought up in, in pubs that had that. That's classic. You have, you, you know, the, the I mean, the, the beauty of the of the British queuing system was in evidence. The, the pounds or the 50 p's yeah. lined up and you know, people understood that when it stays on, okay, if that's the rule, that's fine too, whatever. But people understood it, people respected it. And again, like you were saying earlier about, uh, you go to certain pubs as a rite of passage, um, understanding pool table etiquette, for me, is one of those very same I, I understand. I do understand that. I do get it. I just think it's. It, I, I just think people go to a pub to either drink or eat, right? <laughs> you know, fundamentally, and to socialise and to do those things. Pool, pool is not a socialising sport. I mean, people chat uh, while they're playing. What about killer? If you play killer, everyone's got to go. I'm awful at pool. Why would I? No, oh, now we get to the nub of it. <laughs> um, right. But that, but that is a problem for me. If I walk into a pub and I see a pool table, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately. Does that extend to dartboards as well? I mean. I, I've come around to dartboards. I, you know, naturally, if there, if I had the choice between a pub with a dartboard and one without, I would still work with a dartboard. Personally, I mean, I, I just, I think it's a bit, um, I just think it's a bit old school, and, yeah. and I don't think it brings a lot to the vibe of the place. I mean, there's wow. nothing worse than flying, you know, flying arrows about the place when you're trying to have a beer. Like before you know it, one of those could end up in your, in your head. <laughs> That's a real issue. I mean, depending where you sit, I suppose. You don't want to be on the flight path. I mean, I've seen you play darts. It's not good. Um, it's not good, to be fair. So, no. so that's, a, that's a problem for Okay, me. yep. Um, so no games at all. So it's, no it's games. It's pure head down drinking. <laughs> yeah, you've got, got to it. stay focused on the purpose <laughs> of why you go to the pub. Um, being served and you have no idea what you're going to drink 
So, you know, people that get to the front of the queue. And then start thinking. And then they start thinking mm. about it. And then we've been chatting away, and it's a busy bar. And they shout to their mate oh, who's don't, don't. the other side I mean, of the pub. What did you want again? It's a totally... Do you want any nuts? It's totally no, What, dry roasted yeah, or...? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there was plenty of times there. I think we'd all comment on that and say, mate, get on with it. <laughs> There's not a lot of choice. You know what you're going to have. Get on with an order. So yep. that, that is a problem for me. Um, and, and I think many other people as well. But, sure, yeah, um, that's, that's fair. Locals being... Oh, you're still going, okay. Yeah, yeah. Still, I've got loads, I've got loads. <laughs> locals being rude to people that, that, that are new to a pub. You know, pubs should be welcoming. They should be a place where anybody can walk into. Yep. And, and actually, you know, that sits at the top. The landlord or the landlady needs to ensure that mm. people are welcomed into that establishment. Often when you have, uh, you know... Oh, and that's the Jenga table gone down. <laughs> Often when you have... Also, when you have a situation where you've got locals ruling the roost, yeah. um, it creates quite a toxic atmosphere in pubs. I mean, I think we, you and I have probably been to many, particularly local country pubs, that you walk mm. in and you feel like you feel like the devil, devil, just yeah. for ordering a, a, a pint or asking a question about do they have anything other than yeah. fosters on tap. And I mean, I get it. If, if you bowl in, there's a big group of you, you're being loud and you know sure. a bit disrespectful, then fine, I can see where that might come from. But typically. You know, no one's doing anything. They're just they're going in. Yeah. Uh, people's heads are turning. There's you know muttering and uh, you know you can't wait to get out of there. And 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 yeah, that's not gonna help the long-term success of that pub. No, I but. agree. And I think that's a problem with, 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 with a lot of pubs. Mm. Um, and, and particularly, you know, obviously having moved out of London now and, yep. and living in Hertfordshire, I think a, a big problem with, with countryside pubs is ensuring that they get the balance right to welcome people, yeah. um, whilst also making it feel homely and comfortable. And, and, I, and I get that you need the locals to keep, to keep yep. the business sustaining. Um, but I also think country pubs really will only survive or really only do survive in this day and age if they can deliver a very good service and yeah. be incredibly good food and, yeah. and, and an important part of that is being able to make sure people feel welcome because you need to be a destination pub in the countryside because yeah, your sure. catchment area is so much smaller. Um, just on the subject of pet peeves, so <clears throat> my big one and it has always been the big one is... Uh, it's, it's toilet doors that open the wrong way. So I, oh, yes, I've once, one. I've once washed my hands, and this is very topical, I guess, now with the coronavirus, coronavirus panic. But if I've washed my hands, and I almost always do after going to the toilet, always do, always do. Um, I don't want to then have to pull the door to get back into the the, the bar because not everyone does wash their hands. So you're completely undoing all your good work just because. Um, the setup of the doors so it's it's always been a big issue of mine um, but I was in a pub earlier this week that was a, a, a push outer back into the the main bar the ship in Rotherhide I'd like to call them out for special praise actually um, it's rare to see but it was much much appreciated so do go to the ship in Rotherhide <laughs> if you're anywhere near just just to check out the toilet door situation I mean, I never thought we would talk about this, if I'm honest. When I, you know, when I went through, what are we going to talk about on, on, on hey, the we, No stone left unturned on the go to the local I think podcast. the issue with the door that comes out, as I'm sure you, you know, having worked in a, or lived, grew, grown up in a pub, is a door going out is, is prime for smacking into somebody, which is a, a, a common problem in pubs, yeah, either I, deliberately or not. I get that, but in, in, if it's in the corner or hidden yeah, away, yeah, yeah, the, sure. there's, there's ways to make it work, sure. so... You know, if, if it requires some major um, reconfiguration of the pub, so be it, to be honest. Um, that is, that's my major pub, pe pub pet peeve. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, right. On to 
the third and final stop. Um, yeah, stop two, the Hollybush. Very good, thank you. Cheers. Okay, pub number three, pint number three. We've already been to the Horseshoe and the Hollybush. Number uh, three on our tour on Hampstead, Jamo, where are we? So we're in the, the Garden Gate, which is just down at the bottom of uh, South End Green, really. It's the, the foothills of Hampstead Heath, mm. uh, you'd say. And it, and it is just that, it's the, it's the gate to the heath. And um, I think the reason, or not the thing, the, the reason that I've chosen this pub is it, it's one of those places that is, is iconic, particularly on a summer's day. You, you go for a long walk, um, you, you, you kind of enjoy the great outdoors of the heath and, and you end up here for a pint or two as your just, just rewards really for, for putting the effort in for, for walking about. And, and I think the reason that I've kind of chosen this is as a pub is that it, it kind of is very reflective of where we are all at, at I think in our stage, stage of life in that the two previous pubs were sort of pubs that you'd visit and you would just sit down and have a session. And yeah. I think it's quite hard to do that nowadays. I think it's much more of uh, you have to base um, the pub around uh, a day, what you're doing and, and something, something that's event-based and, and the fact that you go for a long walk on the heath with your family and, and then come for a pint or two afterwards and maybe a Sunday roast is, uh, is a lovely, lovely kind of reminder of what pubs should be about. You know, they're socialising points that represent a point in the journey of your day and, you know, the traditional coaching, coach houses of, of old were, were just that. They were stopping off points and, and I think pubs should be celebrated for being that, that yeah. sort of thing in people's days. Absolutely and, yeah, totally agree. And I think the Garden Gate's, yeah, the perfect one for an after-walk uh, pint or two um, around the heath. I mean, being at the bottom of the hill, it really, really helps this place, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, you just sort of roll straight in when you've got nothing left in the legs, uh, but just enough to get to the bar yeah. and uh, order a pint or two. It's, um, it's, a, it's a great pub as well, I think, in terms of, uh, for, for those that know South End Green or Hampstead generally, it's, it's, it's in the shadow of of the Royal Free and, and yep. um, you know, the big brutalist hospital that is the Royal Free. And it, it's a wonderful hospital and it's, and it's where I was born. It's, it's a place where um, uh, my family have been treated, my wife has been treated, I have been treated for, for various things over the years. And I think because, because of that fact, it, it, it is a pub that for me personally, and I imagine for a lot of other people, has an association with maybe coming out and meeting a friend if you're in with a, a, a relative or a, or a loved one that's in the hospital and, and coming to talk about the situation and the, the circumstance you're in. And, and, and because of that, I, I always have a, a real affinity for this area and, and, and these pubs around this place because I've, I've met yourself and, and many other friends here when, when you talk about sad times and difficult things that are happening. And, and I think for pubs, that, that is a really important part of of the fabric of, of British life. You know, a, a pub is a place where you celebrate, but it's also a place where you talk about sad times and, and talk about how to handle difficult situations. And, yeah. and I think places in and around hospitals and, and areas like that are, are really powerful because of that. I think, yeah, that's very well said. And maybe a, a slightly underrated uh, element or the importance of the pub is, yeah, that place just to have that release. And if you've you know, visited uh, family or friends in, in the hospital just over the road, uh, it's the perfect place to get that. And yeah, you'll see uh, a lot of nurses and doctors here. You said earlier as well that Absolutely. yeah, need that release after a, a grueling shift. I, I mean, this is it. And it, you know, you see that, you can see that on a Monday night, right? There's people that have clocked off and 
and there's been many. I, you know, lived around the corner here for, for, for a number of years, and you know, my wife and I would always pop down here for a meal or, or a pint, and you would see people that had clocked off, and you yeah. know they'd had a hard day um, just by the very fact that they were here trying to release uh, and trying to shake off the difficulties of, of what they may have experienced and witnessed that day. And, and I think pubs like that, and anybody that's worked anywhere remotely near the health sector will understand that. You know, I've, I've worked in a, for a couple of years in, in, in uh, you know, my mum's old doctor's surgery, and. There is that feeling when you're surrounded by people that are struggling and, and in a difficult place. It's very stressful, and yeah. um, you can always feel that energy, and you can see it in the tables that, that, that people occupy in places like this. That you know somebody's just clocked off and they've had a long shift, and and they probably need a bit of release. Absolutely, um, but it's not just a pub that is for post-hospital visits and, and for, for doctors and nurses or after the heat. It's in its own right. We, just walking through there, got an incredible range of beers on. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, um, and just like the stag down the road, they've they've really yeah. carefully curated the list. I think. Yeah, um, it, it, it's always you know, and you know, even ten years ago when it was quite rare for pubs to have a broad range, they've always had that, which was yeah. a, an amazing thing. I remember my, the, my first ever pint of Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, which is you know probably top of my order list mm. if I, if I've got free reign, is was here and. You know, I was blown away by that concept and, and, and the beer from it, um, and the, the sort of the, that that whole ethos of craft beer were really awakened by that first pint in, in this place. And it's also, you know, as we said, the, the, the perfect summer pub. It's a huge garden, um, and on a hot summer's day, as when you've walked down from the heath, you can see the billow of barbecue smoke a mile off, yeah. um, and you know it's just going to be buzzing and heaving with people just enjoying life. So. You know, it's one of those places that uh, it can feel, um, you know, can, can, can have those moments because it is by a hospital and there are those sort of sad times associated with it for me personally, but then there's also incredibly happy times of yeah. enjoying life and yeah, it's sure. a great place. And uh, we're actually in the beer garden now. I don't know if you can hear the, the birds chirping in the background. It's, I mean, it's, it's cool. It's pretty cool. It's not, um, it's not summer yet by any means, but it still looks good. It's nice and green. Yeah, when it gets to the summer and the leaves are on the trees, it's quite well shaded. So, you know, whereas the stag, you're you're right in the heat and yeah. you're you're taking it, and there's no, no. Uh, there's no way getting away from it. But but here's a little bit more shaded, a little uh, probably a little cooler of temperature in the summer as well. Yeah. And it's a, it's a good a, beer garden. It's a good, great beer garden. It's a beautiful, friendly pub as well. That you know, we we knew the landlady pretty well. That she she was here. I don't know whether she's still here when we live around the corner and. You know, she had a dog. There was always dogs in this pub. There are dogs everywhere yeah. uh, uh, in this place in the summer, and it it, it, it just feels very homely. Um, yeah. And that's hard to find sometimes in London. I think you've got to embrace and, and love pubs like that. And um, and maybe sometimes it does get overshadowed by by the stag. And the stag has some phenomenally good beers. Um, but I I feel like this place is just that little bit more family friendly and, and a little bit more suited to. To, to an all-round pub, whereas, yeah. whereas the stag is maybe a bit too, bit, bit more hipster. So yeah, I think that's probably fair. We had a Sunday lunch not so long ago. You know, there's a few families there, a few young kids, and yeah, the staff were great. Really, you know, they they understood it's going to be a little bit free and easy when there's kids uh, screaming and running around. But yeah, they were great, and and, and the food was was top notch, and they looked after us really well, which. Yeah. Yeah, you can't say further than that on a Sunday afternoon. No, um, absolutely. Yeah, certainly appreciated it. Yeah. Um, okay, so I know you also work uh, in the city. So 
I mean, we've obviously touched on um, some of the, the pubs around where you've, you've moved out to in Hertfordshire yeah. and uh, obviously around Hampstead, but are there any city pubs that you particularly enjoy? I mean, I, you know, for, I, for an after work pint before heading back north. Yeah, we all, we obviously talked about this uh, in advance of the, of the recording of this, and and I thought about it quite a bit last night, and I talked about it with my wife as well. And city pubs and uh, oh, yeah, and and city pubs and for that matter, any kind of post work um, boozers are, you know, they serve a purpose. Um, they are they are just that. You know, you often stop and, and enjoy a couple of pints. Uh, sometimes you can get carried away and you're, you're there until 11, but <laughs> but it, it but it's quite a functional transaction at times. It's like I've finished work, it's been a bit stressful, but I'm going to yeah. stop off. You, you don't have the same enjoyment as a leisurely drink that you would get at a pub like the Garden Gate or the Hollybush, for that matter. There's and not a lot of love in that, as you say. It's a transactional, it's transactional thing rather yeah. than you, you uh, need any to sort un- of sense of community. Sometimes. That's it. You need to unwind. Having said that, there are some phenomenal pubs, and, and the, the, the beauty about city pubs is, if anybody has been in and out drinking around the city, is they are built for that purpose yeah. you know they are they are stopping off points for for before you go home and after a long day's work and, and some of the great ones um, where I initially worked Cheshire cheese you know built just in the in the aftermath of the fire of London in 6066 you know a classic old-school pub Sam Smith's pub now um, frequented by people you know like Charles Dickens and, and PJ Woodhouse and a phenomenal history about it and you go in and you know it yeah. you know and it's it's a bit of a tourist trap because of that fact but it, it is also a phenomenally unique place yeah for um, sure absolutely that is room after room after room and I, you know i've probably been to that place two dozen times and I, I i've never seen the full place of it because it's just so many different nooks and crannies um and it's that's a fa- fabulous pub so I'll, I'll, I'll definitely put that in the list what do you think more broadly about sam smith's pubs actually while we're on it um I think it's they split opinion. For me, I, I mean, I just like the look of them. I think they look typically they look so beautifully done. Um, I mean, the the drink selection, you know, is, is a question mark, and the the rules that are handed down by the ownership, again, you know, I I have my problems with. But on balance, I I really like the. The, the vibe of, of Sam Smith's pubs on the whole. Look, you know, I've drunk at many Sam Smith's pubs. They are clearly uh, good value for money. Yep. Um, and they are, they, 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 they are, they are well-maintained, good-looking old-school pubs. Yep. I think the, the issue I have with Sam Smith's pubs is I don't like the drinks, like, very, yeah. very rarely. I, you know, I like the organic uh, lager, which is, which is strong and, and, a, and a good drink to order. Um, but, but the three or four pounds, <laughs> It's hard yeah. to argue sometimes. I, I, I get that, but I just, I just, I just think it could be doing more. Um, I think they could be brewing better beer than they do. Yeah. Um, I, but they, you know, I can't fault them for some of the, some of the beautiful kind of well looked after. You know, the John Snow springs to mind. Um, the, yep. You know, the Cheshire Cheese is another good one. They're just wood panels. Um, phenomenally historic pubs and, and and I've got to take my hat off for them for embracing that and still doing that I just think maybe they need to branch out their beer selection a little yeah. bit more yeah fair enough um, and other city pubs so the other one I wanted to call out is a, is a place called uh, Jamaica Inn um, also known as the jam boat uh, to, to those in the know um, it's, it's, <laughs> it's it's a great little pub like tucked right in behind um, well, in between Bank and Monument Station, you wouldn't know it's there unless you knew it, know it's there, so to speak. You're not going to stumble upon it, um, and it's real alleyway type place. Um, and it, it's a beautiful 
setup in that they let you kind of spill out into this big courtyard, which is probably fundamentally a, a private area of an office, but you can just roll out into it. And there's also a little churchyard that you can roll out into. And it's, it's just a lovely pub. Uh, and they do a phenomenal selection of, of different beers. Um, one of my favorite lagers, they do a Mahu, a Madrid beer, which from a lager perspective, if I see it, I'll order it. You know, it's phenomenally good beer. And, yeah, it's, it's just got a good vibe about it. Always busy, always bustling. Um, you know, a, a classic kind of city workers pub. Very, very buzzy uh, after work at any day of the week. Um, and then the final one I'd pick is is um, the the Punch Tavern, which is oh, yeah. Frown Fleet Street, uh, similar to the Cheshire Cheese. And the, 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 the reason I like uh, the pubs around there is that they have a, an essence of, uh, or they, in fact, they, they their DNA is built around journal, journalism. Um, my, my old man worked in uh, around Fleet Street when when he uh, sort of dropped out of the Navy and, and moved moved into the kind of the, the civvy life, and that was the his first kind of indoctrination of London in a lot of ways. And you know, he always sort of would obviously tell me the stories of, of journal journalist life. And then when I went to work there, sort of quite post quite quickly after university, and it, it's a phenomenal place because journalists really do know how to have a drink and yep. they know how to unwind unwind after a. Um, after a kind of a hard day and and because of that there's a real essence of, of, of journo pubs and, and the Punch Tavern's a great example of that uh, classic wood panelled very well maintained and uh, just generally a, a nice nice spot for a, an after work drink absolutely and on what better note to to end um, thank you Jamo for, for taking on this this tour of, of Hampstead and sharing with us some of your favourites wonderful studio um, audience as well um, and thank you to the Horseshoe, of course, the Holly Tree and the Garden Gate. And thanks to you, the listener. We'll see you next time. Cheers.